Hey everyone, welcome back to In Her Wallet podcast, a weekly show helping women around the world take control of their finances for good and build better financial futures one episode at a time. My name is Sophia. I'm the host of In Her Wallet podcast, creator behind In Her Wallet and an accredited investment representative here in Canada. This week, I'm bringing you a solo episode with a topic that a lot of my fellow brides can relate to, but often find it hard to discuss openly. It's the cost of weddings. To me, once I started actually planning our wedding, it felt like I was entering the gate-capped world of the wedding industry, like learning how much some vendors actually cost, what the hidden expenses that no one talks about are, what the average budget of a wedding you see on Instagram is. And so in this episode, I want to share how much our wedding day is actually costing us, as well as highlight some of the intriguing stats and data that I came to learn about the wedding industry, some tips and tricks we are using to stay budget conscious. And I really hope that sharing this knowledge and experience I have acquired thus far will be helpful for other couples and brides-to-be in planning their weddings for 2024 and beyond. Before we get into it, guys, if you do feel like In Her Wallet podcast brings you value in any way, I would so much appreciate if you took the time to leave us a star rating and a written review. It can be done on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts app, you simply scroll all the way down till write a review section. You can leave us a star rating, five stars, if you feel like we've deserved it. And a written review, it can be anything from the guests you want to see to how you relate to today's episode. Anything I hear from you will be helpful to become a better host for you and continue bringing you the show. All right, with that, let's dive into the episode. To set the stage for our discussion, let's start with some context. Weddings are beautiful celebrations of love, but they can also be a significant financial undertaking. The average cost of a mid-level wedding in Canada, according to Statista, was 42,000 Canadian dollars in 2017, and after the pandemic, the prices have skyrocketed. And this number, according to my experience with getting quotes, is closer to $70,000 for a mid-level, I would say 70 to 80 people wedding. And that's just the tip of an iceberg. What I found more common with how much couples are spending on weddings these days is anywhere from $100,000 to $200,000, and there are plenty of brides who spend even more than that. If you're wondering how do people afford to have weddings of such size, according to a survey by BMO Financial Group, Canadian couples dip into their savings and investments to front more than 60% of their wedding costs, and the rest is either covered by the families of the bride and groom or by going into debt. So all that glam and glitter you see on social media, it costs a lot. And I find that it's very easy to get carried away when you're planning a wedding and actually forget about the whole purpose of this day to celebrate your commitment and love to each other. So by no means what I will share is the standard or what you should be aiming for. Once again, wedding budget is a totally personal choice. How much you decide to spend on it, there is no right or wrong. 
But really, the purpose of this episode is to help you open the eyes and really understand how much it costs to have a wedding, because I surely didn't expect to see some of the numbers I'll walk you through today. Now, let's dive into the nitty-gritty details. I'm going to share with you some of the real numbers from our own wedding planning journey. For the context, we are planning a wedding for early September of next year, so September 2024, which is considered to be towards the end of the high season, towards the end of the summer. Originally, we planned for a wedding of 100 people, but with the venue that we decided to go with, we have actually adjusted and our final guest count is 80 people. So let's start with the venue. When we began our wedding planning journey, we knew exactly the vision we wanted to go for, which is a European-inspired ceremony and reception. Think alongside the charming Lake Como weddings you see on Instagram, but obviously executed here in Canada. After viewing multiple venues in Vancouver, in Toronto, in Kelowna, the average quote we got was thirty dollars to $35,000 minimum spent for food and alcohol, and that included venue rental fee and all labor costs associated with the wedding day. This expense was within our budget until we realized that this number did not include taxes and gratuity. And here's when it gets interesting. All venues have to charge you GST and PST, which in British Columbia comes to 12%, and an additional 10% for all alcohol beverages. They also charge you gratuity, which varies from 20 to 22%. And so when you add up all these percentages together, the venue expense jumps up significantly. The venue that we were looking at closely in Vancouver that had that $35,000 minimum spent now cost us $52,200 after all taxes and gratuity. So additional $17,200. My fiance and I didn't see that as a feasible option and so we made the decision to continue with our search which I'm so glad we did because we eventually came across the dream venue that I have envisioned from day one. One thing I want to note here is that when it comes to weddings, some expenses are fixed like photography and videography. The price of it won't change based on your guest count versus with the venue it will. Because all that food and alcohol consumption amounts do depend on the number of people you have during your wedding day. And so it's important to keep this in mind when playing with your budget and planning the wedding day. From my personal experience of talking to different venues, there are a few tips I want to share with my fellow brides. So the first one is to ask about equipment rentals like furniture and linens, because if the venue has it, it's a big advantage for your budget and you won't have to spend those dollars anywhere else like a decor rentals company, for example. Another thing is audiovisual always ask before signing a contract what those costs are because normally they are not included in the minimum spend. And if you choose a hotel as your 
wedding venue, one spot to negotiate a better deal is to ask for an additional complimentary bridal suit, venue rental fee waiver, or a breakfast for the couple the morning of the wedding. Things like that. Next up, let's talk about photography and videography. In our budget, this is in the top three expense categories. For me, capturing the moments of our wedding day is extremely important. I grew up watching my mom and dad's wedding film my whole childhood. I feel like I've been present during that day, even though I haven't, I wasn't born yet. And so I really want to have that piece as well to show our children and pass on through generations and also show my family who some of which will not be able to travel to Canada for our wedding day. Versus, you know, Roman was like, why do we need to spend so much on photo and video? We can just use iPhone. Like, such a such a man thing to say. So with photo and video, that's something I wasn't willing to compromise on when it came to our budget. I thought originally that I was generous with allocating $10,000 for both of this in our budget. And when I started receiving quotes, it really set in and I was like, okay, I need to adjust my number. Just the photographer quotes I got ranged from seven to $15,000. And that was based on the expertise itself, the editing style, the number of hours that the photographer will be there during your wedding day, and so on. Video was within the same range. So I quickly realized, as I mentioned, that I either will have to compromise on the quality of the org or have to adjust my budget. And so it took a few conversations to explain to my better half why this was worth the investment. And we ended up going $4,000 over that original $10,000 budget that I allocated. And I in return, adjusted other expense categories to make sure that we, we stay within our total budget number. A few tips that I want to share with you guys when it comes to choosing your photo and video professionals and team. Personal connection for me was really important. I did a Zoom call or a FaceTime call with every photographer or videographer I spoke with. I oftentimes right away after the call would tell Roman this is not an option I want to proceed with because I didn't really vibe well with them. Because if you think about it, photo and video team will be with you on the wedding day throughout the whole time. And so the energy they bring, the vibes that you get from them, they are so important. I'm so happy again that I didn't rush. I trusted my gut and I saw everything unfold the way, you know, it should. And I found such a dream photo and video team that were great team players in helping us adjust the quotes so it works both for them, but also works for our budget. One thing I want to mention is that if you're bringing your photo or video person from another location, meaning if you have a destination wedding and you're bringing someone from elsewhere, one thing you can ask them is to incorporate travel costs into the quote. And never be afraid to say what your actual budget for this expense category is. This is positive both for you and for the vendor because it will save both you and them time if there is no way they can work around that. Or what I found more common is that the vendors I spoke with, they understood how 
costly weddings already are and they were great team players in helping us adjust the quotes or incorporate certain costs so it works better for our budget moving on i want to talk about wedding planners for the context the primary job of a wedding planner for those who don't know is to oversee and manage the logistics of your wedding day ensuring that everything runs smoothly and while they handle all that essential logistics they typically do not get involved in decor or florals for these aspects you'll need to hire separate vendors such as a florist or a decorator who specialize in creating the visual ambience of your special wedding day so that's an additional cost i feel like it's important to highlight this because it makes a big difference in your budget and so from the very start i wanted to be all hands on deck myself when it came to our wedding planning and i wanted to be involved in all processes such as choosing vendors and talking to them because i'm passionate about event planning i always say that if not for personal finance and in her wallet i feel like that's the field i would be in originally roman and i considered hiring an event planner because they can share valuable vendor recommendations and insights and even save you money for the long term when i inquired with the teams i liked here in vancouver and some in toronto the quotes i got were ranging from 15000 to 20000 canadian dollars which again was something I didn't expect to see and for us it was a significant chunk of our budget naturally when I had that number the actual number that we might have to pay plus taxes I started waiting in you know what if I can instead spend this money on florals or on photo and video and other things that really matter to me Roman and I spoke to couples who have hired wedding planners for their special day we spoke to couples who did the weddings themselves we heard quite a bit that what people experienced was a cookie cutter approach and so all that combined with the fact that I'm pretty organized myself and I want to lead this process we have decided to not hire a wedding planner we were extremely lucky that our venue has an amazing event manager who has been like an angel to us in you know helping us source vendors in the city where we're holding our wedding and so if I were to give you any tip with wedding planners I'd say when making the decision to hire one consider how much time you yourself have on your hands when it comes to wedding planning if you want to be actively involved or not what about your partner because really it's a full-time job like I understand what planners get paid for so once again this is a personal choice the decision is comprised of many different factors really weighting in all your options and seeing if that works for your budget seeing if you can justify the cost of the planner all of that is important in making the decision what roman and i have decided to allocate this number the twenty thousand that we would have otherwise spent on the wedding planner is we are going to hold a welcome reception and an after party so it'll be a three-day event which i'm so excited about because about 90 percent of our guests will be flying in 
specifically to our wedding location from other cities and countries. And so it's very important for us to create that experience, not just for the wedding day, but for a few days without obviously overwhelming anyone. A few other expenses I'm ready to talk about because I have already booked them or I'm very close to booking them is hair and makeup artists who ha I have booked and florals who I'm in the process of booking. So for hair and makeup artists, I found that the average cost here in British Columbia is $700 Canadian for bridal hair and makeup and $170 to $190 for bridesmaids and family makeup without hair. For me personally, because the price is more or less the same, what made a big difference was travel costs because our wedding is not in Vancouver. And so if I were to hire someone Vancouver based, I would have to add additional 500 to 900 to even thousand dollars to that get expense category to make sure that I hire a specific artist. So I was very fortunate to find a local artist in that area where we're holding our wedding. And again, she was such a team player at helping me stay within my budget. A few tips I want to share with you guys is when you're talking to your artists, see if they'll be willing to decrease the cost of, let's say, hair. If some of the people that are getting their hair done, they have a very short hair. Or let's say they might not want full slashes, see if they're willing to decrease the price of makeup as well. Now, when it comes to florals, you have probably heard how freaking expensive it is. The cost of floral arrangements can be a significant part of your budget, especially if you want to go for that floral-heavy wedding vision. The weddings we are used to seeing on social media, on Instagram, on Pinterest, they are all floral-heavy. And I would say from the vendors that I have been talking to and showing them the pictures, the quotes I have received is anywhere from $40,000 and up. Oftentimes, these weddings spent on florals even more than that for me yes i want our wedding to be floral heavy but i cannot justify the cost of it like right away i'm starting to think what if we can spend this money on you know our honeymoon or what if we can instead just use that money and set it aside for our future children's education or put it aside, invest it and things like that. Romans like, who needs flowers? We're already in a beautiful place. Again, like you have to, right? You have to do a little bit of dancing with your partner to decide what expense categories are important to you and what is that ideal number you want to spend so in the original budget, we allocated about $10,000 for florals. And I prepared a presentation on Canva that I shared with every vendor that I considered in terms of florals. And they all basically came back to me and said that, you know, yes, we can create something within that budget, but it won't be as floral heavy. And so I had to carefully consider our options, balancing our floral budget with my desires. One of the florists I spoke with asked me this question. If you were to tell me what your top three floral items are, what would those be? And that question was so helpful in terms of, you know, understanding where should our focus on spending money in terms of flowers be rather than trying to fit everything in. 
So when I zoned in on just three flower heavy zones, it was much better. And now we were able to more or less fit into that number. And she suggested a few floral tricks, like using a mix of artificial and real florals, which I personally didn't know people do quite often to achieve that heavy look without breaking the bank. So my tip when it comes to florists is to communicate your budget clearly. Once again, you know, everyone understands that it is a costly endeavor and people will help you make the best of your money and explore cost-effective flower choices or creative alternatives to achieve your desired aesthetic without breaking the bank. So I just went over major vendors we have already secured. There is still a lot of items I have yet to attend to like decor and equipment rentals. So if you'd like to get the second part of this podcast episode let me know overall we've managed to stay within our budget thus far and fingers crossed that it will stay this way in one viral reel on instagram i read a caption that said there is a honda mercedes and bentley for every category in the wedding world And if you want a Mercedes look, you're not going to pay the Honda price for it. I came to realize through my own wedding planning journey that it's very true. Yes, you can negotiate some parts of your expenses, but overall be prepared to pay big bucks if you want a lavish event. And so that brings me to the end of this solo episode. I hope that this journey into behind the scenes of wedding planning has been helpful for you guys and those people who are planning their special day. Looking at inspo images on Instagram and Pinterest, as I mentioned, you know, it's it's fun and exciting, but it's easy to get carried away and miss the whole point of the day. If you feel like you've gained a value from listening to this episode of In Her Wallet podcast, send me a DM post it on your stories tag us or leave us a five-star rating and review if you feel like we have earned it it's direct feedback that the content we create resonates well with you guys and it helps us grow as always i want you to give yourself credit for showing up for yourself and your future because every time you do that you increase what's financially possible for you thank you all for being with me today and i'll see you next week bye